Welcome to the VolQuest.com podcast presented by Blue Water Climate Control. Remember, check them out on Twitter at BlueH2O underscore climate with Austin Price, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com. Plenty of things to get to, Austin. Tennessee coaches, um, some of the coaches meeting the media uh, to talk about the effects uh, of uh, the coronavirus on their programs, on college life. Philip Fulmer addressing uh, the, the media as well. I think the biggest takeaway for me is just a simple fact of the, the reality that this semester is over. Like, there, there's not going to be any student athletes on campus. You know, Kelly Harper saying none of her players will be here. Rick Barnes saying he didn't expect any of his players to be here. There's one baseball player that's going to be on campus next week because he can't get home to Australia and doesn't want to go home. Rick talking about, you know, uh, Santiago Vascovi trying to get home to his family, you know, and the flight being X amount and, you know, NCAA is allowing them to pay up to $1,000. I mean, it's, it, it's, it really, when you start hearing numbers like that and then and, and you just kind of see an empty campus and that, that, that's when it really kind of just smacks you in the face. Yeah, the fin- the finality that and there's just not going to be anything active going on. I mean, it's it's shut down. I mean, and, and look, I understand it's I'm not saying it's not where we need to be, but the fact that it, it is the reality that things are shut down. There is no work in the weight room. Nobody's going to be working out in the Anderson Training Center. Which, which puts on us on each individual kid to get their work done. So you can bet, much like when you know, Craig Fitzgerald sends out, you know, the weight plan to a kid who's going to be enrolling in a couple months to get him a head start. They're going to send that same thing home with these kids now, but it's but it's the current team, which is, I mean, scary because, I mean, it's real easy to go home and play PlayStation and hang out with your buddies and eat poorly. And, you know, you're going to, when it, no matter what sport it is, each coach is going to find out who he can get in the bunker with, you know, when they roll back in here, whether they're, you know, I'm not going to say they have to be in tip-top shape, but if they've let themselves slide to a point where, like, all of a sudden it's going to take several weeks to get them back, you know, into playing shape. Well, don't you think that for guys who have played, who have played a lot of meaningful snaps, they played a lot of meaningful minutes, whatever their sport is, they understand the value of that more than a guy who thinks he ought to be playing and doesn't really understand why he's not been playing more. Maybe that guy doesn't get it as well. And I think that... <clears throat> I think that's where you may see it creep up is in the depth standpoint because I'm not sure some of those guys who haven't played a lot, who maybe you have to try to drag along in practice, in a formal practice, how much are they going to do when somebody's not there? I don't know. I think that's going to be one of the storylines we talk about whenever we get back to a normal sports Well, you know, I think, you know, in a perfect world, you could, like, quad them up, you know. I mean, like, it's not going to always work, but, I mean, like, all the Nashville Vols, you know, they get together and work out together. You know, Cade, Cooper, Tyler Barron, who would be here by the time, you know, the, the team rolls back on, on the campus, along with, you know, maybe Ollie Lane or, or, you know, Jacob Warren. Get all those guys together in Knoxville and let them work out together and, and do the do the stuff. I mean, I think you can – there can still be some accountability there if you kind of pot them up, you know, based off of, like, location. Again, there's going to be some that, you know – when they go home, they're not going to be within 200 miles of any teammate. Right. But, you know, there are, are, are pockets where you could conceivably say, hey, you know, you know, Cade, you're in charge of the, the, Nash, or the, the Knoxville Vols. You know, Trey Smith, you know, 
you know, can you get together, you know, with, with some West Tennessee guys, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like there's ways you can do that from a leadership standpoint and it may help you, um, you know, kind of, it's kind of the Paul Azinger pod system from the, from the Ryder cup in 2008, you know, and, and, you know, that where you, you kind of become teams, you know, it works on your team chemistry on the whole by, you know, using, you know, a smaller group of kids. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Yeah, I, no doubt about that. I think the other thing, too, that jumped out for me from the press conference was, and, and I had written a story on this. We later added quotes from Coach Foreman, but I had wondered about this earlier in the day. As a coach leading a program, you have to be concerned about the academics of finishing the semester with your student athletes not on campus. There's no Thornton Center. Look, virtual tutoring, I get, but it's not the same thing as somebody sitting in a cubicle over your shoulder helping you work on something. Yeah. Okay, It's just not the same thing. So to, to me, if I were a coach, one of my biggest concerns outside of the, the health and safety, and that's, that's a given, okay? So I don't want anybody listening to this to go, well, they don't care. I mean, that, that's obviously a given. I'm saying beyond that, if I'm a coach, one of my concerns is about my student athlete being able to finish the semester the right way. Are they going to get it done academically? The other thing, too, is you got some guys out there who are signees that still need to do a little work on the test. There's no test to take. Those dates are canceled. There is no ACT. There is no SAT test. So if you're short on the test right now and you're planning on taking the test next week or you had an April testing date, that's not happening. Well, you, you can't do that. So I, I thought it was I, I thought Coach Fulmer's answer to that question, which stated he thinks there'll be some relief given by the NCAA, a little bit of help there, that maybe you get a waiver, you know, kind of implied maybe you get a waiver on some stuff. I, I thought it was an interesting question because if you're the NCAA, if I'm a student athlete and I did not, and I'm in school uh, at the college level. you're one level. point shy. Well, let's just say I'm in, let's, let's, do, let's do this first. Let's do the college first, okay? And I need to pass six hours or nine hours to be eligible, and I, and I don't pass a class. Then I can come back to the NCAA and say I was not given every opportunity because there was no academic assistance for me available. So how much leeway is the NCAA going to give on that? Coach Fulmer certainly anticipates some kind of leeway on that. With the ACT, if you're one point away, but where's that number going to be? You know, somebody's got a, they're not going to be able to let somebody who's got a 15 who needs an 18, you know, they're probably not going to do that, but there's going to have to be some give and take there, it appears. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say rubber stamp them on to the next grade, but at the same time, I mean, you know, this is, this, this is not your common everyday occurrence. And so, um, it, this the way all this plays out and the decisions that are made will to me affect everyone and there's a trickle down to me um, you know depending on like as you said is it one points is it two points is it zero points I mean are the, I mean who knows I mean they could just say oh well you know I mean I, I think that it, I think you could see some type of legal action from from a from a prospect mm-hmm. if if they you know, try to take the ability to play away based off of the fact that, you know, two two test opportunities were canceled because of the coronavirus. I mean, you know, so, I mean, to me, it's going to be, you know, how, how does all this play out? What do they do? Because I think there's a difference between, you know, the academic help and needing points on a test score. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, and, and the fact is, is like, right now, 
player X, Y, and Z, they're still they still can do the online work. They still they 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 have to find a way to pass the class, but they'll have an opportunity. The test score, if there's a, no test, there's no opportunity. Or if you come back and your makeup opportunity is in July, okay, and you're supposed to be here for you're supposed to be here for summer school already. I mean, th- th- just a lot of lot of questions, a lot of things that the more you sit around and, and you, you kind of have free time as I've had, you start thinking about stuff and you start questioning, you start wondering, well, how are they going to do this or how are they going to do that? Jesse had asked this question um, to me in a text the other day. He said, hey, what are they doing about nutrition? And, and I asked Coach Fulmer in, in the press conference, you got some players that have apartments here that are going to come back here. They're, they're, they may not go home. Okay, they may not be able to come to campus, but they're, they got to leave some apartment. They think they're an adult. They're going to go to their apartment, hang out. Sure. But what are they going to eat? Well, they, they can, Coach Fulmer said today, they can provide basically to-go boxes for those guys to come by and pick up pick a it meal up. here. Which is good. Yeah, that is you know? good. Because that's something that you don't think about, but that could be, you know, an element. I mean, we're seeing that at the, the elementary, middle school, and high school levels around the country where, you know, kids don't get a three square meals a day, so schools are making some things available that way. I, you know what what baffles me is just kind of the difference, you know, you got, you know, the SEC, June 30th, you know, they've, they've you know, postponed everything until at least June 30th. Tillamook to Valet, you know, they meet today, they vote to not, you know, they're going to still try to get in the, you know, the the Valet basketball tournament in May still. They're, you know, they're not going to, they're not punting on it. Right. You know, which I mean, again, as I've been, as I've said, of course, what I think doesn't matter to anybody. But what I've said is, I think that the people that are just saying let's postpone for now and reevaluate three weeks from now, this thing could be way worse. And three weeks from now, you don't know where it could be. So I mean, like, you know, I, I, it's just interesting to see the different dynamics on the same day that the SEC says everything's done till June thirtieth. I mean, how does that affect you know? Recruiting. I mean, there were going to be guys that took visits in the summer. You got a guy like Chase Hayden who's trying to figure out where he wants to play his final two years of eligibility. All of a sudden, right now, at the earliest he can do anything is July. You know, that's a tough ask. I mean, because he was wanting to take five visits. You know, I mean, you got like Andre Turrentine commits to Ohio State. Um, you know, on uh, Tuesday. Now he had set up an official visit to visit Tennessee in July. Now, I think that visit was probably still going to take place even though he committed. But, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, what, or sorry, in June, he was going to visit there in June. What what does that, you know, look like now that June is off the table? You know, I mean, like, I, people have been asking me, what's the, what's the deal with Ohio State, the run they're on? What's the run they're on? I think it's pretty simple. Ohio State's, and I've been told this by a couple of different people, Ohio State's telling people, you know, who knows what this year will, will linger. You know, they're not saying that people aren't going to take official visits, but I think that that seed of doubt about not being able to visit has been created with people. And all of a sudden, you see people just reserving their spots. You know, that's a big deal is just getting your spot locked in. I mean, there'll be some of these kids that will come back open down the road. So, I mean, like, just how these next few months play out, you know, from the nutrition to the weightlifting to the academics. I mean, like, you talk about three big things. I mean, it's massive. I mean, like de- determining whether a kid is academically eligible, where they are at physically. You know, I mean, you know, and these square meals that they get over here and they come over here and pick up, that could be the difference between seven pounds, you know, and, and seven pounds the right way, you know, come, you know, August. Yeah, those, the, there's no doubt about that. And, and it, I mean, 
back to the recruiting thing that I think is going to be another factor to watch and to keep an eye on. And we'll have a story up on, on this a little bit later on. Uh, and, and I had visited with, with Mike Farrell. We were talking about some things. He thinks there's going to be a massive number of decommitments once you get in, once things get back to normal, because he thinks a lot of people are going to do what these kids are doing with Ohio State. A lot of people are just taking a placeholder, marking their spot. You know, and then they're going to yeah. open it back up, and who knows what's going to happen. He made an interesting point to me in our conversation. Does the NCAA wipe off the early signing period because kids were not afforded or schools were not afforded an opportunity? An, an ample to, opportunity. Opportunity. Kids were not given an ample opportunity to take all their visits. You know, da-da-da-da-da. Does the NCAA, is there a push from coaches to say, hey, we haven't had enough time to evaluate and we haven't had enough time to get them on our campus and all these things. Well, we want to push this thing back to February. I don't know if that's well, realistic or not. Let's go in a perfect world. In okay. a perfect world, the kids can start rolling in on J- July 1. That's based, and let's say they, they wait. Roll, what do you mean rolling in? Because that's, that's during a dead period. Yes, but let's say that they, they take, they say, okay, they we've had, we've had three board. months of a dead period. I got you. Okay. We're going to allow people to I start coming you. on campus right, July 1. You're saying what so, happens if the NCAA says, hey, it's been dead. We're going to open up recruit. We're going to open up the recruiting world July one. Yeah, but okay. in retrospect, though, they say because there was no spring ball, you get an extra week of fall camp. So all of a sudden, fall camp starts July twenty fourth. You're going to have about a three week run there to get kids to campus. Well, I mean, everybody's going to be pulling at these kids. They're only going to be able to take a couple of visits because these kids aren't because they're going to have their high school seasons up against it. And remember, they've missed their spring in their high school and they missed most of their a lot of their summer workouts. Yeah. Too. So their coach is going to be more so adamant to, than ever before to, to about stay, July. To stay, stay home. You stay home. So yeah, that that goes back to what you're saying and what you know Mike has kind of inferred is there could be a push there to eliminate the December signing period for this one year just to allow everybody room to breathe. Because otherwise, again, you're going to have a situation where kids make knee-jerk reactions. Teams take kids just to take them to have numbers. And then, you know, at that point, you're really relying. As someone told me earlier this week, if you can't have camp season and you can't go out for the spring evaluation period, you're going to have to rely on your eyes. And when, you know, some people are really good at that, some people are not, you know, based off tape there's a there's a difference between watching tape and you know understanding what a kid you know can do and then seeing the kid in person you know and and understanding okay this kid doesn't play against great competition but he's got this long arm he's got this time of shuttle you know i mean all these type of things you can see in a camp setting here during the summertime you know who knows how that plays out do you think as a byproduct of not having spring practice not having those things, there will be a greater depth of evaluation because coaches don't have anything to do. So, I mean, they got to watch it on tape. Yeah, but there's only so much tape you can watch, though. I mean, like, you know. Can you watch, I mean, do they watch whole games instead of highlights? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be forced to. I mean, what else are you going to do here for the next several months? There's only so much you can game plan, you know. And and I think that's the, the other thing is all coaches, and I mean, let's face it, Nick, Jeremy, Jimbo, Kirby, that, those guys that are all cut from that kind of, you know, same cloth, what do they do? They put in long hours. Well, in this instance, you can only put in so many hours doing that kind of thing, so you better give your, your staff room to breathe and say, look, it is what it is. We're going to meet every day from 10 to 5. You don't have to be in here at 7 anymore. You're going to leave at 7. I, I just know how this, this, this room works over here. 
with the current situation and knowing that you can't go out on the road, kids can't come to you, there will be no camps, all that, there's going to be a crazy amount of time that you, what do you do with it? Well, I mean, part of it you can maybe put towards game planning or, or working on recruiting, but that only goes so far. And here's the other thing for us, calling kids, how, what can change in a kid's recruitment when he can't go anywhere and he can't see anything? The best thing that's going for Tennessee is like Hudson Wolf. The last thing he will see until at least July is Tennessee. That doesn't mean they were going to get him, but again, he was here last. They had Peyton Page, Javari Ritzy, uh, you know, all those kids from North Carolina, all those kids from Pennsylvania that were here that weekend before. One of the last things they really saw was what? Tennessee. That's a good thing. But in retrospect, came in Marley. Never made it here. Gonna be you know it's gonna be hard to get him here when July rolls back around because of the things you just outlined. Same thing with a guy like Travion Henderson, who they were trying to get at the end of the month. Tennessee's still gonna swing there, but you didn't make the top nine. He's wanting to make a decision probably sometime in the next month or two. You're probably not gonna get that kid at least right now, unless you can you know pull a miracle out later. You know, there's several kids like that that never made it here. L.J. Johnson, running back from Texas, was set to come in at the end of the month. Ra-Ra Dillsworth was here in January, but didn't come with his mom. Said Tennessee didn't make his top five when he dropped it because, or top six, because his mom's not been here. He just put basically the teams that his mom has seen in there. Well, I mean, she can't come here till at least July, and again, he was wanting to do something, you know, in May. I mean, again, how all this, I mean, Tennessee could end up losing kids that maybe they had a shot with, maybe they didn't, but they, the chances went way down when all of a sudden you can't go see kids and they can't come see you for the next three months. All right, let me tell you right quick about Blue Water Climate Control and their smooth smooth sailing service plan. It's a semi-annual season inspection to perform routine checks, 10% off parts and labor on all HVA repair, all HVAC repairs, an annual 40-point diagnostic of your entire heating and air system, including the ductwork, Prioritize response to air conditioning repair and maintenance needs. Never pay overtime fees for the weekend work and after-hour emergencies. A loyalty plan where you can accrue $100 a year towards replacement heating and air system. Call them today at 865-299-2290 and ask them about the Smooth Sailing Service Plan. That's a Blue Water Climate Control. You can find out more at bluewaterclimatecontrol.com. Check them out on Twitter at Blue underscore h2 or blue h2o underscore climate blue h2o underscore climate that is the twitter handle for blue water climate control and we certainly appreciate them let me ask another hypothetical thing uh this was sort of asked to, to coach fulmer today and he said listen we're in a time and we're hopefully that all these everybody's on board nobody's trying to get uh, you know some kind of competitive edge to to all this type of stuff how much facetime conversation if you're a position coach, do you have with your players on your current team in regards to install stuff? Okay, I mean, look, you got some new position coach. You're learning some yeah. new techniques. How much does Jimmy Brumball, over the course of the next four weeks, have a you – know, you can group FaceTime right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a technological whiz. You can group FaceTime, right? You can. How many can you have in a group? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, I, I've done like, more than I've, one, right? I've done three. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you can do more than three. Right, so how much do you say, hey, we're going to set up a FaceTime call next, you know, in the next week, once we're back to spring, uh, spring break's over, where we go over some install, install stuff. We're going to have a, 
you know, we're going to have a camp. We're going to have an iPad set up, FaceTime. We're going to have the we're going to have the digital tape on there. We're going to show technique, and we expect you to be on with this. Do you think that's where we're going to get to? As you mentioned, coach has got free time looking to do something. Do, how much do you see of that potentially happening out there? I mean, and I don't mean it's a negative thing. I'm just saying once we get a little more settled down, how much do you think it goes that direction? I think you have to do it. And honestly, it's a big – you know, Chris Lowe and I talked about this on the Nation Sunday night. Clemson got it nine practices this spring before it got halted. That's a huge advantage over Alabama, who never started. Tennessee, who got into Georgia. I'm not sure how many they got in, but I know it was very small. You know, that's a big advantage. Also a big advantage are teams that had staff continuity. You know, all the, you know Tennessee here, they're sitting here with Jay, Brumbaugh, Sheldon Felton. Brian Niedermeyer's learning a new position. So he's got different guys in his room. Joe Osvett. Joe Osvett. So, I mean, like, you know, there's all this change. And they didn't really get, I mean, outside of two T-shirts and short days, they didn't really get a feel for, you know, what the coach is like. But thankfully for Tennessee, the system doesn't change for Correct. the first time in four yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Offensively and defensively, I mean, a year ago, it's the same Jim terminology. Cheney was, was cramming a new system into everybody in 15 days. Imagine if you're a new head coach new coordinator out there trying to install a new system and you didn't get any practice days. Oh, that's huge. I mean, it's much like, you know, all these NFL teams that are signing new players. Teddy Bridgewater went to to play for Joe Brady, you know, who's running the offense at Carolina. Well, he had already been with him in New right. Orleans. So there was, you know, I don't think he's not got a huge advantage there compared to, you know, a quarterback that, you know, like Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there is an advantage there from a, from a, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, but your terminology, point, your point about the turnover, understanding each other, knowing what somebody wants, what exactly they mean when they say this in regards to a technique, is something you do learn over 15 spring practices that these guys are not going to have. Yeah, you get a feel for it. You right. get a feel for what a coach wants, how a coach is acting. You know, knowing when okay, you know, when coaches like this, that means that. You know, I mean, like just understanding how, how someone. Uh, maneuvers and and and, and kind of acts it goes a long way i think just because you're working with people every day and for the coaches you're working with kids knowing you know for, for okay let's just use jimmy brumbaugh for example he's got a lot of linemen in that room that you know have played a lot of football the last few years because tennessee's gotten more depth along the defensive line well understanding what makes darrell middleton tick understanding what makes you know Elijah Simmons tick or, you know, Karat Garland or whoever and understanding how you can, how hard you can coach them versus when to pull back. Great point. You know, that that could have a, an effect on a kid if you don't know how to coach them come August 20th. Or late July, 1st of August, when yeah. you get out there and you're trying to figure it out in short order. That's a, that's a great point to, to me. Uh, finally, as as we wrap it up here, a couple other things from, from the, the press conference since he had. I wasn't surprised by it because I don't think it's going to happen. I was maybe a little surprised how kind of clear they were. I mean, Kelly Kelly Harper said she just didn't know how giving an extra year of eligibility to the winter sports her, to her athletes would would work. And Rick Barnes said he didn't basically didn't see it happening because they had basically played a whole season. It is hard to see the winter sports getting that extra year. Tracks all you know. The best Sullivan the track coach is talking about. She wants an extra year for the indoor season, the outdoor season. That's fall and spring. It's hard to imagine that happening. But those are all going to be interesting questions 
moving forward, but it doesn't sound like basketball coaches are going to be all on board for getting an extra year of eligibility for everybody. Well, because sometimes, you know, it's addition by subtraction. Uh, but, you know, you're right. I mean, let's face it. In in a perfect world, you know, Tennessee beats Alabama, loses the next game to Kentucky, and then, you know, who knows how many games they get in the NIT, if they get in the NIT. So what's what's Jordan Bowden getting cut? A couple games, you know, right. cut, two, between two and six games, depending on how long the run is in the NIT. He did. He played between, you could look at it, between 80 and 95% of his season. I right. mean, you know, uh, you know, so I mean... <laughs> I don't know how you give a kid extra eligibility for that. But I don't disagree, though, with the track coach. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not her fault that they have a fall and, sure. you know. Same for tennis, right? Springs type. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's not their fault that they have two seasons. So how do you go, well, Johnny, you can't run this fall, but they're giving you an extra spring. They're giving you right. an extra outdoor track right. season. So you can just go to classes and not get anything for it this fall and then come back and run in the spring. What guy's going to do that uh, if you're a track guy? Right. Unless you're just just grasping onto your last little bit of, you know, academic or athletic, uh, you know, life. And Tony Vitello seemed to be talking like it was a mind it was a mind blown a mind blowing deal to try to figure out how you manage eleven point something scholarships with guys getting extra even though they would get more scholarships, how do you manage all of that uh, with incoming freshmen who you've promised a certain percentage to? Could you do that for them if you're bringing guys back? I mean there's a lot of questions there that I think they need answers that those programs are going to need answers to quickly from the NCAA because if you're a high school senior, in, in baseball, or particularly in baseball, and you think you're getting 30% or you think you're getting 50%, right now you're wondering, am I still going to get that if the senior who I was basically taking his spot is going to be back for another year? Yeah. If, or, if, or the junior doesn't go to the draft who's going to be back for another year. I mean, one, one of the reasons the kid from TCU is at Tennessee now is because they had a guy at TCU didn't go to the draft and basically took that guy's spot, took his money. So... Uh, that's going to be a real challenge to manage moving forward. Lots and lots and lots of questions, lots of uncertainties, lots of unknowns, more questions to discuss and debate moving forward, more topics to talk about, certainly plenty more football stuff to, to, to dive into, and we'll continue to do that uh, as we move forward and continue to bring you um, uh, all the content we can bring you as news continues to break and we kind of examine all that's going to happen here in the next few weeks and months, which is very drastically different than what any of us ever thought it was going to be. Um, and how it all shakes out, how it ends up playing out, um, beyond, you know, we, we just don't, we don't know. And um, it's going to change, you know, kind of the face of college athletics at least for a year and probably bring about some long-term rule changes as well. So we'll dive into all that moving forward. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Blue Water Climate Control VolQuest.com podcast. For Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubbs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everybody.